Hello, this is Brighter Evening, a podcast where we discuss fun, food, and ideas to make the world brighter. Good evening, my name is Josh, and this is Brighter Evening. Tonight we're going to talk about some of the kind of logical fallacies, some of the ways that people either tell lies or repeat lies. And maybe lie is, is not the right word. Um, a lot of times I feel like I hear these things used as a way to shut down discussion. As a way to say, you know what, we don't need to keep talking. Uh, you're, you're, you're aligning with the wrong viewpoint. Um, it's, it's a way to kind of foster an argument. And people do it, I've, I've noticed in some of my dealings, unconsciously. They'll, they'll have heard an argument or they'll equate what you're saying with something else and then they'll, they'll kind of jump into it. And so um, the first of these uh, is, of course, the straw man, right? A, a straw man argument is an argument where when you're discussing something, you create kind of a, a distorted or crazy version of something and then attack that distorted or crazy version. A contemporaneous example might be something like uh, talking about wanting to reform policing. And as, as soon as you say it, your, your uh, partner in the discussion says, you, you, well, you'd maybe say something along the lines of, I'd like to reform policing so that the, the police are, actions are more fair and equitable or, or something like that. And your opponent say, exaggerates your position and says, no, what you're saying is you want to eliminate policing, and if we eliminate policing and we eliminate laws, then we're going to be in anarchy. Now, unless you're actually an anarchist, or you're actually interested in removing the concept of police from society, you're not actually arguing against what the other, or the other person isn't arguing against what you said. They're arguing against something kind of related to what you said, but not what you said. So that's that's a straw man argument, and it's a pretty common um, a pretty common tactic. There are a, f- a few different versions of it that are kind of common, um, right? You know, someone. The, the basic structure is someone asserts a proposition, right? I believe X, and a person argues against something that's similar, but only on the surface, and acts as though the two things are equivalent. So it could be uh, quoting someone's words out of context. I mean, that's a, a favorite tool of, uh, of politicians. Uh, it could be presenting someone who defends the position poorly as the only person, right? So someone makes a bad argument and you say, well, this guy is the, the guy who's standing out there in front and look at how bad his argument is, right? So you're kind of taking the entire universe of possible criticisms of a particular idea or the entire universe of possible um, proponency of an idea and you're selecting the weakest version, right? The straw man, the one that's not strong. Um, you can be oversimplifying an argument, and then attacking the simplified version. This, I think, is really common. Um, and, and it's very common by accident, from, from what I can tell for a lot of people. And I know that there are certainly people who do that intentionally in trying to discredit people who don't believe the same way they do. And, and where I see it is, if you have a nuanced view on something, people really want to put you into a bucket of you know, whatever it is, liberal and conservative, or authoritarian and anti-authoritarian, or you know, however you want to slice up the, the political spectrum. In particular, people really want you into a bucket, or the religious spectrum for that matter, right? If you've got a particular religious belief, maybe you've got a, a very nuanced and detailed view of, of how things work, and you know, people are like, 
well, are you a Protestant or are you a Catholic? And it's like, well, you know, I've got these, these beliefs and it comes from this in the Bible. And, you know, you could certainly have spent a lot of time thinking and come out with your own view on, on the right way to live as, as a matter of religion or on a political topic. And I've, I find that that's really what, what happens is you study political topics in detail. You'll find that some of the arguments that are in the mainstream aren't even important. And that maybe the policy you really feel is best after thinking about it a lot, looking what experts have to say, looking looking at different ideas, is not really the mainstream version because it's not simple enough. And so if you go out and say, I believe in X, because you've, you've done this and, and you've got this detailed view, people try to put you in one bucket or the other. And it doesn't really fit very well, and so they're they're sort of attacking a straw man. And, and and a symptom of this I've seen with myself is people who are ideologically aligned to one one pole of the spectrum will assign my view to the other pole of the spectrum because they hear things that don't really fit with their party line. Um, I, I feel like that actually happens a lot when I've studied something and I say, you know, the way I think it should work, or my opinion on it is, and then I get, uh, they think I'm, you know, I, I, maybe my, my beliefs are much stronger against them or something because there's a large component of it that doesn't fit with what they know. And so it becomes a bit of a discussion on a straw man. Now, a sort of related concept that's, I think, much better known to the straw man is the red herring. Um, and the idea of a red herring is it's something that you know, isn't really important. Now, usually when I've heard red herring used in discussions and day-to-day -day conversation, when I've used it, it's really more something along the lines of, you saw some some evidence that something may be weird, but it turns out that thing was unrelated. Used as a logical fallacy, right, um, rather than a, a literary device or, or a, you know, topic of conversation, it's the idea of, Introducing something that distracts from a more important question, right? So, it, it could it could be anything, right? You could possibly um, possibly as as crazy as you know, someone brings up a topic, and rather than let them, you know, tell their story and, and tell their viewpoint, you pull a fire alarm, right? That would be kind of the most extreme version of a, a red herring, but it it happens. Um, you know, in all, all kinds of discussion, um, the the red herring is basically a seemingly plausible version, plausible version of something, but it's irrelevant. And so it's a little bit different than a straw man because you're not distorting the other party's position. You're bringing up something a little bit irrelevant and hoping that that idea catches on as a thing that people are talking about. Um, you know, it's not necessarily even intentional, right? Sometimes something pops in your mind and you say it and it, it kind of ends up being diversionary. So these two things kind of drive into something I've recently learned about, which is called whataboutism. And I was just doing some research on it. Um, and I felt like it would be interesting to, to talk about a little bit because I had just recently, you know, in the last few months learned the term and, um, I assume that it's not well known by everyone today. So if if we can understand this, we can kind of see it happening. And, I, and I've 
kind of been on the on the target end of it recently um, in in some discussions about current events. And the basic structure of it is that you assert some position. And in an attempt to discredit your position, they try to point out some sort of hypocrisy. Okay, so uh, you could take the position, as, as I'm sure if you've listened to this channel, you'd know that I would, that um, overly locked down and restricted cell phone platforms are detrimental. Right, a detrimental to society, detrimental to the idea of computing. Right, these these cell phone platforms are too locked down. That's they say a position that I represent. Now, someone might come back and say, "Well, you know, Nintendo was doing something even more restrictive in the '90s because they only allowed a certain number of third-party cartridges to be produced with their special lockout chip, and then after that, boy, it was all all downhill. You know, they they had to produce all the cartridges in Nintendo, and that was way more locked down, and then took a much larger bite of the." the producer's profit of these video games. And what happens is you're letting someone else set the frame. Right? Someone else who who says this a lot of times is going to get you to say, well, wait a minute, the situation with video game consoles is different because whatever, it's not a general purpose computing device or whatever. The truth is, though, trying to point out the hypocrisy there is a little bit um, a little bit irrelevant. Right, you're you're taking a position on something specific in this example, on cell phones. But what really happened? What, what they're really doing isn't talking about whether or not there's a merit to your case. They're giving an an alternative example that says like, yeah, but this is also bad, right? What about this? This is bad. I've heard it a lot lately with political stuff. I don't think X should have done Y, right? I don't think this person should have done that. What about his opponent? He did this, and that's even worse. Well, what about them, right? The The fact that I am opposed to a particular person's conduct doesn't mean I com- condone the opponent's conduct, right? If if I'm aligned enough, I guess, with that opponent and whatever, whatever means that is, maybe that makes some sense. But in practice, what it really is, is if you're opposed to someone's conduct, you're probably, if you're try, trying to be you know, internally consistent in your beliefs, you're probably opposed to that conduct in general. So a good example would be wearing masks, right? And you or or holding rallies or protests or whatever. You know, there's there's definitely been some complaints that people were worried about masks for one group pro, you know, protesting, but not for another group protesting, or for a particular rally because of concerns about COVID nineteen spreading. And the the thing is the the fact that you say i think that these protesters should be wearing masks or that they should be socially distancing the fact that you say that doesn't mean you don't think that that's true for the other protesters or for political rallies or for whatever you may and it's very likely if you're making that statement i think believe that in reality everyone should be doing that because we're all trying to keep each other safe or you don't want to see the disease spread but it becomes uh, a bit of a straw man argument. Oh, you're arguing that they shouldn't do this, but what about those guys? It's a straw man, but it's also what aboutism? What about that group? You're aligned with that group. Well, maybe, maybe not. I don't necessarily align with a group because I feel a certain thing is ill-advised. 
And and I, I think that's another another thing that's kind of hard to convey. It comes back to this idea of nuance. There are many times I think things are a bad idea, but I don't necessarily think they should be illegal. Right? And and you could see that in, in healthcare, right? Like or healthcare is the wrong word, in maintaining your health. I don't think that drinking four two liter bottles of ruby red squirt is a good idea. But I don't think it should be illegal to do it either. There was a guy who, who did that, and I forget where it was, and he got so much brominated vegetable oil, he got some weird disease. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of the difference between disagreeing with someone's actions and believing someone's actions should be illegal. And you could fall anywhere on that spectrum in any sort of controversial issue, right? You might, you might not care. You might disagree with it. You might think it should be illegal. You may think it should be illegal in certain circumstances. Any of those could be valid points. And that's that's one of the problems, right? Depending on what you're talking about, it could be a valid viewpoint. And it, it goes to this idea of the balance fallacy. That if you're having a discussion between two parties, or it could be more than two, right? But this applies it applies to anything. But let's, let's talk about two because it's easier to think about. In the balance fallacy... You have this idea that if two arguments are being presented, they're both valid, or they both hold equal weight. But it's pretty trivial to see that in many cases that's not true. So if you took a strong minority viewpoint, um, a strongly minority viewpoint, like like something only a few people believe, let's say that um, you know you're you're of the opinion that because Warren Buffett has too much money, he should go to jail. Just for that fact, not because you believe he did anything else that's wrong, but having as much money as he does should be a crime punishable by jail time. There may be some people that believe that. I'm, I'm inventing a straw man here on purpose. Um, so let's say that some group believes that. You're the one who believes that. And then now someone else on on the other side of the issue says that um, they they think it's okay that Warren Buffett acquired money as long as it's legal. Okay, so these are the two sides of the issue. One would be a pretty, pretty majority, pretty middle of the road opinion, right? If you acquire money legally, that's okay. The other one's a more extreme minority viewpoint that anyone who acquires tremendous wealth, by definition, has broken the law. Um, and so, in having that discussion, you might say, "Well, look, you're not giving equal time to the two arguments here. This, you're you're being unfair because this person is." is is not getting their due time because they're, you know, all these opinions are valid. And it's not that an opinion isn't valid, but an extreme position um, isn't necessarily the correct one, and it's not necessarily the wrong one. But in trying to cover that discussion, and trying to moderate that discussion, trying to participate in that discussion, you can't really treat those two as equal. Right? If you're If you're trying to balance it in a way that is representative of what what the general population believes. Now, if you want to dive into this idea of, you know, whatever, the straw man idea that I came up with, then you could dive into that and you could, you know, really understand it. And and maybe you do come out with your mind change. Maybe you don't. But the, the problem is in treating those two viewpoints as equal, you're really kind of equating two things that aren't equated. And so you actually have to like consider the evidence. And, and in the case of what I just described, it's really philosophy that drives you, right? 
so why do you think that acquiring that much wealth is illegal or should be illegal? And maybe it's the power on society, and it's like, well, then, you know, what are some other alternatives? Maybe there's a less extreme alternative than jail time for someone who is too successful, right? Um, or maybe you believe that by definition you can't acquire that much wealth without doing something illegal. There are people that believe that, that to get to a certain level of wealth, I mean, it used to be a millionaire, I don't, a million dollars because of inflation, which we've talked about in previous episodes, million dollars isn't as much as it used to be. So, you know, maybe you pick another number, 10 million, 100 million, whatever it is. You can't do that without having been, uh, you know, a criminal, doing something sketchy, whatever. Okay, you know, that's that's an opinion. Um, if you can, it, it's really a, a philosophy, right? That That there's only a certain amount of success that is possible to achieve through legitimate means. And then beyond that, it's illegitimate. You know, you could have that discussion, but you'd have to, You'd have to really provide a solid argument, and maybe my maybe you do. Right? Let's say you do believe that, and you provide a really solid argument for how and why that's bad, and why this is the right solution, and that there's some other steps you could take that would prevent that from being a problem in practice. And you come up with a really good explanation. And my argument is just that well, the status quo seems to be okay. You know, now now the balance fallacy is is not working out in my favor. You can't really treat the two things equally. Um. And so you, you end up with with that as kind of a common thing, right? You you, you look for these things of balance. You know, people are doing uh, kind of whataboutism and strawmans and red herrings. And it can make having a real political discussion or a real discussion about anything involving something important to you, any sort of philosophy that you want to discuss with people, it can make it very difficult. Because as soon as you start straying from what they're comfortable with, or they start straying from what you're comfortable with, one of these things seems to pop out. And it seems more common recently because of the very divisive nature of politics today. Right? A lot of a lot of politicians are very trying to be very divisive. They're they're not trying to bring people together. And because of that, you end up with this being kind of a very common method of discourse. Now I don't think it's unique to this time. I don't think these were recently invented. Uh, the The whole idea of whataboutism really came from the Soviet Union, um, and it's it's a technique that's apparently used in a lot of sort of despotic regimes, where to to kind of hide their bad activity, they point to some other bad activity somewhere else. It's like no, 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 they can both be bad. What's going on here can be bad, and yes, what's going on there can be bad. I tend to tend to take the view that where you are today isn't necessarily as important as the strides you're making for tomorrow. Thinking about the world today, I feel like it's it's a flawed place. There's a lot of things to be unhappy with. The question to me is what are we doing to make it better? My sincere hope is that in, in talking about the topics we're discussing here, right, the, the ideas of, um, you know, reforms, the ideas of philosophy, these sort of logical fallacies, the economy, and, and some of the lighter topics, right, you know, whether it's food or other things, by doing that, I'm trying to hope, hopefully influence you listening to be able to think more clearly about the world around you and make informed decisions. 
and help you to to vote, to run for office, to talk to your friends. But do whatever it is so that you can affect your community, affect the world around you in a positive way. To a certain extent, I feel as though if you're striving, you can't not have a certain element of what might be called hypocrisy. Right? You, you may be of the opinion, you may say you shouldn't lie, but still tell white lies from time to time or, or, or fall short of your moral goals. I think falling short of them and trying to continue and trying to get there is admirable. The answer is to try to keep improving not to lower your standards. Coming back to the Soviet example where this idea of whataboutism comes from, the fact that American history includes slavery and that American society includes racism doesn't make massacres and gulags any worse. In the case of China, it doesn't make the, the ideas, that, the, the, the things that happened at Tiananmen Square okay. The fact that there are bad things here, or have been bad things here, doesn't mean that bad things elsewhere are okay. We should all be striving to make the world a better place. And so, in your discussion with your friends, with your family, with people you talk to, watch out for whataboutism. Watch out for the balance fallacy. Look out for the straw man and look out for the red herring. And you can explain what they are. And, and if you recognize them, what I've found is rather than accept the frame that they give you, rather than say, yeah, okay, let me respond to that. You know, let me respond about the, you know, the, this group of protesters and you know, whatever they're doing. You can say, stop, look, I know you have strong feelings about that. I believe that they should have been that way too. I believe that it's important that everyone wears masks, or whatever the issue is. You can stop and say, that's not what I believe. Let me clarify. And you can have a real conversation. You're... One thing you'll learn if you go and try to convince someone of your beliefs is that the harder you push, the harder someone's going to push back. If you go and come at them swinging, they're not going to listen. They're going to become more entrenched in their beliefs. But if you go and listen and have an open, honest conversation where you really discuss your feelings and really understand their feelings, and you're able to discuss the facts and really talk about facts you'll be able to come to some sort of shared understanding and the other person's opinion may change, but so might yours. And that's okay. That's learning. That's good. Right? If you, if someone convinces you of something you don't currently believe, that your that new belief that you have isn't a bad thing. It means that there was some gap in your knowledge, some gap in your beliefs that was filled. And so... My hope for you, as a listener to this, is that you'll be able to take what you learn here and you'll be able to use it to improve your conversations, improve your knowledge, and become a better conversationalist and a better listener, and that you'll be able to improve your community. 
Thanks for listening tonight. My name is Josh, and this is Brighter Evening. Thank you for listening to Brighter Evening. I hope I've made your evening brighter. You can subscribe to us by RSS on Google or Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you get your podcasts. For more information on the show or this episode, please visit brighterevening.com.